U.S. yields tumbled and the U.S. dollar slipped yesterday after the U.S. job openings data fell below the 10 million psychological mark for the very first time in almost two years. So the soft economic data from the U.S. pushed the Federal Reserve hawks further away. But then came the surprise 50 basis point rate hike from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, which actually hinted that the global tightening cycle may not be coming to an end. After all, so welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So yes, U.S. yields tanked and the U.S. dollar slipped yesterday after the U.S. jobs data showed that the job openings in the U.S. fell below that 10 million jobs mark in the month of February. So that's the first time the jobs number falls below that 10 million psychological mark since May 2021. So yes, there is here something to be proud of for the Federal Reserve who can't actually wait to see the U.S. jobs market tighten a little bit so that in Inflation in the U.S. could also, with a bit of chance, come lower to their 2% monetary policy target one day. So yes, as I was saying, this economic data, the soft economic data, triggers strong buying in the U.S. Treasuries on the expectation that the Federal Reserve could actually really consider ending the monetary policy tightening in the foreseeable future. So the U.S. two-year yield came close to the 3.80% mark yesterday. The 10-year yield fell to 3.35% and the US dollar index hit the lowest levels in two months and expectations for the FOMC's May policy meeting flipped from around 60% chance of a 25 basis point hike to around 60% chance of no rate hike at all. Now all this is good news for the Fed but but diving a bit deeper into yesterday's jobs data we actually can't really say that the US jobs market is in a bad shape just yet because one, and obviously, the job openings in the US remain at historically high levels. And it's not because we are now below that 10 million psychological mark that the US jobs market is actually collapsing. Then, two, the very same report yesterday, the same Joel's report yesterday, also showed that hiring in the US remained steady. And the number of layoffs from the U.S. companies fell while people voluntarily quitting their jobs rose. So these are not the kind of trends that you expect to see in a tightening jobs market. So that's important to note. On the contrary, when companies actually start fearing that an economic slowdown will hit the fan in a couple of months from now, for example, they actually tend to fire people like do the technology giants like Meta, Amazon, Tesla, or even Apple, for example. So yes, yesterday's Joel's data from the US came in softer than expected. Yes, yes, yes. Which is obviously good news for the Fed and for investors who are obviously impatient to see the Federal Reserve stop hiking the interest rates, but, but, but the details of the same report doesn't necessarily look worrying for the U.S. jobs market in the short run. So today, the ADP report from the U.S. is expected to reveal around 208,000 new private job additions in the U.S. economy last month. Now, obviously, any weakness in that ADP data will clearly be cheered by the Federal Reserve dose and could lead to 
further weakness in the US Treasury yields and the US dollar, whereas a stronger than expected ADP print, which is also possible, mind you, could actually bring the Federal Reserve hawks back to the market and there's some margin for uh, the Fed hawks to be back to the market and price in some hawkish Federal Reserve move, especially given that if the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is any indication of the future of the global tightening cycle, well, the global tightening is apparently not coming to an end because the Reserve Bank of New Zealand surprised today with a 50 basis point hike versus a 25 basis point hike expected broadly by analysts. The bank actually pointed at high inflation and strong employment and said that there is no conflict whatsoever between lowering inflation by raising the interest rates and the financial stability. So. There you go. The Kiwi actually rallied against the US dollar after the surprisingly hawkish Reserve Bank of New Zealand decision. Today, the pair advanced to the highest level since the middle of February this year and could reasonably be expected to target further advance past the 65 cents level. So, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand decision obviously did pour some cold water on dovish Federal Reserve expectations also today in Asia as the inflows that we saw yesterday into the US Treasuries also stopped anyone reverse. Again, the ADP report due today and the US jobs data due on Friday will give us a better picture on whether the recent decline in the US jobs figures actually hints at a broader weakness in the US jobs market or not. For now, we know that the US dollar remains under a decent, decent selling pressure and that's obviously giving some good room to other majors to advance against US dollar. The euro dollar, for example, cleared the 109.30 resistance yesterday and could well challenge and win over the 110 offers if the US ADP report comes in sufficiently soft at today's release to further back the Federal Reserve dose. In the UK, while the sell-off in the US dollar sent cable to levels not seen since last summer. The pair rallied to 125.25 level in London yesterday. It is said that that impressive rise in sterling yesterday morning, which actually came even before the Joel's data in the US was released, was also due to trades being stopped out as the currency reached key thresholds. There were apparently large, large stops around the 124.50 level and breaking this level sent cable rallying on stops to about the 125 psychological mark. This morning, we are back below the 125 mark in cable, but if the US dollar continues giving back field, which right now looks like the base case scenario in the actual environment of economic data and bank stress, we could actually see sterling sustainably sit above the 125 mark and even target the 128.50 level, which is the long-term downtrending channel top against the US dollar. In commodities, appetite in oil stabilized around within the $80 to $82 range levels as the soft economic data from the US yesterday spurred recession worries, which in return waited on the global demand prospects for oil. Moreover, I hear talks among investors suggest that OPEC's latest decision to cut its production could also be because they just wanted to match the supply to a relatively weaker demand further down the road this year, although 
we actually do know that a part of that decision was definitely, definitely political and against Biden. In precious metals, well, the falling U.S. yields and the broadly weaker U.S. dollar pushed gold to a fresh year high yesterday, above the $2,000 per ounce psychological level. There are a lot of psychological levels today. Now, it's not the first time gold trades above that $2,000 level. It already happened in the summer of the pandemic in 2020, where the Federal Reserve slashed the interest rates to support the U.S. economy. It happened in the first few weeks of the Ukrainian war last year, when investors were actually rushing to the safety of gold. And it is happening right now on the back of the banking stress and the prospects of economic slowdown and softer Federal Reserve policy as a result of it. Now, the next natural resistance for the gold bulls stands at the 2070 and 2075 $5 range, which are the all-time high levels. And two important questions to ask at this point about gold is, one, whether gold could actually break its record, which I think yes, and two, and more importantly, whether it could consolidate gains sustainably above that $2,000 level. And I think that the second question here is more important than the first one for long-term investors. I don't have an answer to these questions. I think that, yes, uh, we could see fresh highs, uh, fresh all-time highs in the gold. But I believe that if the $2,000 support holds, we could actually see gold enter a new era of strength where we could also aim for a further advance toward the fresh highs and toward the uncharted territories, which opens the door for a much bigger potential on the upside. And I know that this will make at least one person in this audience quite happy. Now, finally, finally for today in equities, the softer U.S. yields didn't really boost equities yesterday. On the contrary, the S&P 500 fell at yesterday's trading session driven south by the banks as J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon said that the bank stress is certainly not over just yet and it will likely be felt for years. Grand. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading